we're honored and blessed to have him today. And you're going to receive something mightily today. So as we have Brother Tim's story comes, would you please give him a hand as he comes today. Let's thank God for Brother Tim's story. Thank you. Let's give the Lord a big clap. Come on. And thank you very much. Thanks. That was good. Can we give the music group a big group clap? They did awesome. Amen. Before you sit down, shake hands with two people, tell them how great they look, and then you may be seated. How many of you all appreciate the pastors of our church? Let's give our pastors a big clap. I like them. They're happy. They're good-looking people. And um, that's why there's no ugly folks in this church. Folks, it all trickles down. You know how that works. So it is a privilege to be here today. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 46. And verse 9, you're going to like where I'm taking you today, and it is a privilege to be here. Isaiah 46 and verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. Somebody say, that's true. Declaring the end from the beginning. From ancient times, what is yet to come. Try that, say say yet to come another translation says yet to unfold or another translation says yet to be revealed and then it goes on to say this my purpose will stand and i will fulfill my intention calling a bird of prey from the east the man or a man or a woman to fulfill my purpose from a far off country for what i have spoken i will bring to pass what i have planned that will I do. How many believe that what he plans, that will he do? I used to have a barber named Nacho. I lived in a Hispanic black neighborhood as a kid, and uh, his name is Ignacio, but they called him Nacho. And he cut my hair up until he was in around 83 or so. And I remember asking him one time, Nacho, how do you get to that one Mexican restaurant? I want to take my mother there. He said, okay, you come up here, you take a left, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. And then you go up, you take a right, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. And then it's on the right-hand side, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. And I said, Nacho, why do you say at the end of everything, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure? He said, because I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. God doesn't say that we're the head and not the tail, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. Come on, somebody. He, he doesn't say no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not too sure. All the promises of God are sure. So he says, watch, what I have planned, that will I do. The title of my message this morning is called Just Around the Corner. A corner is a bend, it's a curve. There are two types of corners. There are known corners and there are unknown corners. 
known corners or corners that we're used to going around mostly on a daily basis and we know how to navigate them. But unknown corners can be awesome as well. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. What if God had an incredible life for you that's not even on your radar right now? Well, let me give you an example. In 1987, I was preaching for a friend of mine named John Osteen. And when I was done, John said, Tim, will you do me a favor and will you go talk to my son? He's a little shy. He's working the center camera today. And he's a fan of yours because he had watched you at Old Roberts University when you speak in the chapel. But he's a little shy. He won't approach you. But will you, will you go talk to my son? I said, well, what's his name? He says, Joel. Little did I know I was going to be talking to, look, Joel Osteen, church of 40,000 people. But he didn't know it either. It wasn't even on his radar. See, but God says, I know your end from your beginning, and I know what is yet to come, what is yet to come, what is yet to be revealed. Some of you, something gigantic's about to hit you that's not even on your radar. I'll have you turn me up just a little bit because I'm always on the radio. It'll help my voice, okay? I was sitting down in a restaurant on, in Beverly Hills, and uh, I was meeting with this famous guy you would know, and then this other guy came up, and he wasn't that, that famous yet. And we were chatting, and, and the young guy knew what I did, so he was asking me some questions about his career. And I said, do you think your career is going to be big? He says, ah, that I don't know. He goes, I know I'm a pretty good actor, but I don't really know if my career is going to be big. Well, I was talking to this young guy, and his name is Toby McGuire. We didn't know he was going to be Spider-Man. We didn't know he was going to make $15 million a picture. At that time, he just said, I'm, I'm a pretty good actor, and I'm hoping for an okay career. But just around the corner, come on somebody, just around the corner, some of you will be so far out of debt in three years you will never even smell what debt is like again. Somebody's body is going to get healed before the day's even up. You better clap your hands and shout because God says, what I have planned, that will I do. What I have planned, that will I do. What I have planned, that I will do do not I'm putty chore but not too chore but that I have planned <sighs> see most people are trying to figure out God's plan I'm trying to figure it out honey what are you doing why do you got that serious look I'm trying to figure it out why your steps are ordered by the Lord trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall and he shall woo, direct your path. He says this, for I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is no one like me. I declare, I speak, woo, I speak. See, there are spoken words that are over your life that are not even on your radar. You're so busy, some of you trying to be regular and trying to get through a, a, a trial that God has something gigantic that has been spoken in the spirit world and someone's about to pull it down. Good teaching. I was sitting with a, a friend of mine and I, I'll talk a little bit about entertainers because that's what I do for a living. 
But I was sitting with a friend of mine named Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. And, um, you know, he's just an icon. And we were sitting there. He says, Tim, you want to see this uh, video that people have never seen? I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a video of, of Oprah Winfrey trying out for the color purple. Oprah Winfrey tried out to be in a movie. Come on, people. And so Steven Spielberg is behind the camera. And uh, my friend... Uh, Danny Glover is the actor, and Oprah's trying, and she's failing. She's failing. She, she's not hitting her lines, and, and, but, but they, she kept trying, and, and she kept trying. And, and, and so Oprah didn't think she got the part. But Quincy Jones and Steven Spielberg decided we were going to hire her. But Quincy Jones forgot to tell her, and Steven Spielberg forgot to tell her. So for one month, they were talking behind her back, thinking she got the part and the other come on somebody knew that she got the part and the other had notified her but they were talking behind her back and she didn't know it yet what's your point heaven has been talking behind your back that something big is about to hit your life and you're about to get notified that your life is going to change come on and go from glory to glory to glory heaven has been talking behind your back. You better clap on this side like you actually get it. Say this. Say, he knows the end from the beginning. Let me just tell you something. Why, why, why would God be trying to stir you up if your life was not going to be big? How unfair of uh, 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 of, uh, would that be if God was, was provoking you and stirring you up and trying to help you if you're supposed to live an almost life? See, there are three levels of living, almost, most, and utmost. Most people choose to live almost. Almost means not quite. I almost got the job. Come on, somebody. Rogaine almost worked. Come on, people. And we start to just be okay with almost. Well, you know, I tried and then I almost. Then I went hunting, we almost. Come on. Then we almost went on a cruise. Come on, somebody. We almost. If you're not careful, you'll get stuck there. But see, an utmost God does not want almost children. That's why there's something inside of you that says there must be more to life than what I'm living. See, what if I can get one of you to believe this and you get a breakthrough, not just for yourself, but for your children's children? What if you're the Joseph in your family? What if you're the Deborah in your family? What if you're the person that has the guts to rise up and be what God's called you to be? Somebody clap your hands and shout like God is able. Come on, somebody clap like God is able. I didn't say you're able. I said, why don't you clap like God is able? He knows the end from the beginning. But what he does, pastors, he'll give you a glimpse of it. He'll give you, he'll give you a preview in your spirit. Every single one of you has had a preview in your spirit of what you're supposed to become. And that's why so many of you are frustrated because you're not rising up into that person. If you go see a movie uh, next weekend, they will show you previews. And they'll show you 
part of a movie. Somebody say part of a movie. They're not going to show you the whole movie. You didn't pay for it. They're going to show you part of the movie to whet your appetite so you come to see the movie. God shows you glimpses of who you're supposed to be. When I interview powerful people like yourself, I'll say to them, did you think you're going to be this? Ah, but I had a glimpse. Did you know you're going to be this? Oh, but I had a feeling. Did you, did you know that something big was going to happen? I kind of knew it. You, every person in this building, you know since you were a little kid, there was something in you that said, I'm supposed to rise up and do something big. It's a glimpse. Good teaching, huh? So he gives you the glimpse, the glimpse of what is yet to come. So it's in there. All right, all right, all right. So now I'm in. Now I'm in. Now I'm paying attention. Now you're making sense. What do I do now? You have to just simply follow the favor that is already there because God has already made a way where there was no way. He's already clearing the path. He says, I know the end from the beginning. He says, I speak it, and now I need you to follow what I spoke. Watch. There's a lady in the Bible by the name of Mary. Mary is thinking to herself, I'm going to marry Joseph. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 26. But just hear this. So she's thinking, I'm going to marry Joseph. Doom, doo, doo, doom, 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 doom. She's not thinking, but I think I'll have Jesus first. It's not on her radar. Hello, holla. So she's walking. Pastor, she's a teenager. I'm going to marry Joseph. Do, 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 do. See, some of you just think, well, I'm trying to come home in the home home. I hope to lose eight pounds. When your great-grandchild may become the next president of the United States, you better wake up, Albert, and start acting right. Somebody clap your hands and shout. Why don't you rise up and start acting like the person that God put in your spirit? I'm going to marry Joseph, but it... It had been spoken, pastors. Remember I talked to he speaks things? See, I'm not trying anything. I'm not trying to get to know celebrities. I'm not trying to do stuff. I ain't trying. I'm just following what's been spoken. He spoke it. The Father spoke it. Isaiah 61 prophesied about the mission of Christ. Isaiah 53 talked about what he would suffer. Isaiah 9, 6 talked about the names of Christ. So it was spoken in the spirit world. There are things that have been spoken over your family. That's why you don't like it when everybody's acting goofy at Thanksgiving. You're like, this is not what this family's supposed to be about. This is not what this family's supposed to be about. This is not what this family, he comes in here drunk, she comes in here crazy. Who's this person here? Whom the hell the hell the hell now? Because you know that it was supposed to be better than that. Clap your hands if you're learning something. Come on. Come on, people. Come on, let's go somewhere. You want to go somewhere? I only have two more sessions with you. Tonight and tomorrow, let's go somewhere. So watch. But it's not on her radar. I'm going to marry Joseph. 
But Pastor Heaven's talking behind her back. They're about to throw out Gabriel to her. <laughs> One of the top angels is about to come and visit a teenager and ask her if she will have the Messiah. Not on her radar. I'm going to marry. Bam, the angel shows up. All of a sudden, the Bible says she was diaterasoed in the Greek. She was shaken from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. And, and, and she said, she was, she was shocked and said, well, thought to herself, what kind of greeting uh, could this be? And the angel says, no, don't, don't worry about it. You found favor with God. Somebody smile, go, me too. Wave your hands, come on. Smile, even if you got three teeth, just go, hey. At least they're polished. You have found favor with God. And we would like you to have the Messiah. Man, I wish you would just, just believe me here. I wish somebody would just believe me here. See, God will always call you beyond your own capabilities and beyond your own capacity. If you can pull it off by yourself, it's not big enough. Well, I got my two-year gold, and I got my four-year gold, and I got my six-year gold, and I got my... In my meetings in Beverly Hills, I have a guy here that's worth about $700 million, then another one here that they, Forbes magazine says he's worth over a billion. Then I got the most famous actor here, then the biggest rapper here. Then the... And why is that? Because I make sense. Pay attention. People are looking for the presence of God. But I teach them there must be more to life than what you've even experienced. See, TMZ, Access Hollywood, Entertainment Tonight may say, oh, you, you, you've made it, you, you, you've hit it. No, no, you have not. There is something in your life that is deeper than what you're experiencing, and you know that that is true. Somebody clap your hands and shout like you know that that is true. Come on, people. Come on, people. So there is Mary, and she's thinking, I'm going to marry Joseph. But she must have known there's more to life than I'm going to marry Joseph. And so the angel comes and says, I want to take you beyond your capacity. I want to take you beyond your capabilities. I want to take you to a place that you know not of. And she says, how will this be? <sighs> See, most of us, you know why your dreams are small? Because you've not been exposed to bigger dreams. Go around with me for 30 days. You will not have small dreams because you'll be around a lot of world shakers like yourself that rub off on you. It's powerful teaching, huh? You are never meant to be normal and regular. That's boring. Have you ever been driving with somebody so boring you want to jump out of the car? Come on, people. You can be going 65 miles an hour and you want to tuck and roll. Clap your hands and shout like you're catching this. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, people. Come on, come on, give me some energy. Give me something to work with. Pastor, you watch little kids, they run in with energy. Little kids have energy. We get about 16 and then, and you, the, your excitement is you text. Come on, give me some energy, somebody. So watch. Almost done. I don't talk very long. 
I'm going to marry Joe. Bam, let's, let's shift this thing up. Mary, are you open to a shift? Are you, are you open to, if we change your plan? When, when I was a kid, even though we didn't have much money, we, we, were, we were able to afford this thing called the Etch-A-Sketch. How many of you remember the Etch-A-Sketch? Lift your hands. Come on, even the poor people had an Etch-A-Sketch. You, you Caucasian folks better have had an Etch-A-Sketch. It's red on the outside, and you, 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 you do this, and if you don't like the picture, you do what? Come on, you, you shake it. Okay. Sometimes God wants to Etch-A-Sketch your plan. Come on, I'm almost done. You can go home in a minute. You can get your roast on. Well, I was kind of hoping to him, him. I'm hoping this is the year I can get over Carl. He left me in 71. Uh, I'm hoping this is a year when I can forgive my daughter. I'm hoping, what if God, what, hey, what if God had something gigantic? And you take a kid, I'm from East L.A., normal family. Father was a steel worker. Mother worked at Winchell's Donut Shop. And, 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 and before the, the end of his life, one of my good, good friends is a guy named Tony Curtis. Who would know that I would know Tony Curtis? Who would know that I'd be friends with Walter Matthau? Who would know that I'd be friends with Jack Lemon? That Jack Lemon would be my buddy? That Jack Lemon would say to me, why would you want to be a minister? You're too happy. You're, you're too funny. Why would you want to waste your career on being a minister? Most ministers I met are so boring. I said, not all of us. Somebody clap your hands. Not all of us. Come on, get your faith up. People always say to me, was it on your radar? No, it wasn't on my radar. I didn't think, you know, someday I will like hang out with all these incredibly powerful people. I'm talking like the Kardashians. Yes, I am. <laughs> so listen, it wasn't on my radar. I was speaking at a church in Lubbock, Texas last Sunday. There's a great church there. And uh, Kanye West was calling me from Paris, France. And so the youth pastor said, did you ever think that these kind of people would chase you down? I said, who could plan this? But it was something that God spoke over my life. But here's the difference. Most people don't have the guts to do what he spoke. What if I fail? What if you don't? What if I fail? What if you don't? What if you fail? Then get back up. What if it doesn't work? What if it does? What if they ridicule me? Who cares? Powerful stuff. Almost done. I'm going to marry. Bam, we need to etch a sketch this plan. Are you open to it? We'd like you to have the Messiah. She says, how will this be? It's beyond me. It's beyond me. It's beyond me. Wait till tonight when I teach you on your new life that's about to go beyond. Shh, watch, 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 watch. Somebody, your life's going to be so good in three years, it's going to be weird. You're going to be like this. This is really weird. This is really weird. I've been struggling with my husband, Alex, for 57 years, and he finally got a personality. <laughs> this is really weird. I know what I'm talking about. This is what I do. I talk to people, and I see people's lives change. I see people that are 78 that used to just be grouchy for years and then shift and just change. 
Someone's going to get healed today that you won't limp. You're going to breathe right. Someone's arthritis is going to leave. Somebody's blood problem is going to go. Come on, somebody. Someone's going to forgive somebody. Someone's going to forgive themselves. Clap your hands and shout like you're catching this thing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Louisiana. You say, what are you doing up there? I'm being me. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I remember when I first started in the ministry, praise God, everybody was talking like this. And I thought, that ain't me. That ain't, that ain't going to work for me. And that's the reason why these people, they, you, you see Tom Hanks at their meetings? You see, you, do, do you see Jerry Seinfeld at those guys that talk that way? No. God made me a certain way to communicate to a certain society about the principles of Jesus in a way that they would get it. You've been designed for a reason. As one minister says, you've been born an original. Don't die a copy. Whoo. Can you take the last two minutes? I'm going to marry. Let's etch a sketch that. I'd like you to have, I'd like you to have the Messiah. How will this be since I'm a virgin? There will always be a how will this be. I'm trying to tell you, some of you will get so far out of debt within three years, you will never smell it again. You will not go to an ATM all scared. Can I have my little keyboard player? And she's good. Give her a clap as she runs up there. You better go fast because they're watching you. Just play something, something behind me. That, you know, just play a little something behind me. Look over here. Somebody wave. Say, I'm getting this. Say, I'm getting it. Just come on. Just wave. It's powerful stuff, huh? You feel the anointing in here? She says, how will this be since I'm a... There will always be a how will this be. How will this be because I've got this? How will this be because I've got... How am I going to do this? You can play. How's it going to happen? Look at me. And then he says, the angel says, it's going to be supernatural. The spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. Come on, somebody. And it's going to be super on your natural. And it's going to be supernatural. I was sitting in the house of Lee Iacocca, who's become a great friend of mine. Iacocca, who, the Chrysler guy. And he said to me, you know, he said, I had Bill Cosby here yesterday. And the night before I had in um, Schwarzkopf, he said, I'd like to ask every person I consider a smart man, what's your, what their secret is? He, says, he said, how did you make it, Tim? And I looked at him. I said, I'm a God-made man. And I wasn't joking. You know how, I make, how I'm making it? His super has hit my natural come on somebody and he's taking us to places there's, there's no way I could manipulate myself into clap your hands and shout like you're a God made come on clap come on clap I'm a God made man we have our weaknesses we have our flaws we have things we're all working through 
But God's super on your natural can shift it all up. How will it be, she said? It's going to be super on your natural. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then he says this last thing, and then we close for this morning. Go to the house of Elizabeth, for she's in the middle of a miracle. Let me tell you something. Most people, pastor, have chosen just to be regular. You better pay attention because I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this a long time. Most people are okay just being okay. Well, I'm living in the land okay. How you doing? Well, okay. It's easy to be critical. It's easy to be sarcastic. But that's not what you've been called to be. You've been called to do something big. Somebody wave if you sense you've been called to do something big. Go to the house of a, go to the house of, a, go to the house of Elizabeth. Run. She ran. She, she ran. She ran. She ran. And there she found a lady that was not supposed to get pregnant, but she was. See, God will lead you to other people that have the guts to live in the middle of a miracle. God's going to bring you to people that have the guts to live in the middle of a miracle. Clap your hands and shout like you learned something. Come on, keep on clapping. Ooh, just keep on clapping like God's able. If you, uh, if you got a little stirred up this morning, just stand up in this place. If something just stirred you just a little bit, just stand up. Lift your hands and just begin to just... Just, just begin to just talk to God. Just lift your hands and begin to talk. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're a charismatic, just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Just say this, say, seriously, God, I don't, I don't want to have a normal life. Just talk to him. It's just you and God now. I mean, is there something that's just around the corner? Is there something that's not on your radar? Is your son going to turn around from acting up? Yes, he is. Is your daughter going to turn around? Yes, she is in the name of Jesus. Is God going to right wrongs? Can you still rise up in your old age? The Bible says you will. You will still bear fruit in your old age. And you will stay fresh and green, saith God. 
Some of you are thinking, man, if I didn't do that, well, you're still going to be okay. If I didn't have to write felon before I try to get a job, I said, you're still going to be okay. If I didn't marry, you're still going to be okay. Lift your hands and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost just for a minute. Just watch what happens in this place. Some of you are crying because your dreams are talking to you. People say, why do so many people cry in your meetings? Because there's a gift that God's given me to unlock people's dreams. So go ahead and not be normal. Because normal is not working for you. Say, in the name of Jesus, say something shifting. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder and just begin to speak over their dreams. Begin to pray for their lives. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Begin to speak life over their dreams. hands lifted. Look, you're going to feel a peace come over here. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding me of who I am. And now just, 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 just begin to thank the Lord. Look at that presence on here. But turn it into joy. Don't go into deep sorrow on me. This is not a time of sorrow. Look at that joy hitting this place. There's a joy, there's a joy. There's a joy, there's a joy, there's a joy, there's a joy. presence of God. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon your promise just to know thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I've proved you o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, you're my precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. 
that's his presence. I was at this church, stay standing. I was at this church in Honolulu, Hawaii, and this guy showed up named Dog the Bounty Hunter. And um, it was before he had a show. And I was warned that he didn't like ministers and didn't like us because he thought we were all a little goofy. And Dog's a little overwhelming. I mean, he's a powerful guy. And in that meeting, something happened where a guy tried to attack me. A guy was hearing voices. And he reached in to get a screwdriver type thing that he had filed and he was going to stab me in the neck. And there were about 2,800 people in the building and the guy reached for the device and he came towards me and Dog had never met me in his life. And he was in the second row and he saw this guy going for it. And next thing you know, Dog took him and just broke him down. And now I knew why they called him the dog. Come on, somebody. I, I didn't know. I couldn't believe this was happening. I was like in shock. But he wasn't as famous because he didn't have a show. It was, I, but I had seen a special on him that he was the number one bounty hunter in the world. And I saw all this. And he goes like this. He pulled it out and he goes, he was trying to kill you, preacher. In front of everybody. It's a true story. It's in Dog's new book. And so what happened. So now Dog felt a connection to me. And he said, preacher, he said, I've never felt anything in this in my life. He said, you, 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 you did something to me. He said, when you were preaching, you was real and I felt sensitive. And he says, you know, when I was a kid, he said, I was in a church called the Assemblies of God. Have you ever heard of that? I said, yes. He said, and somebody prophesied to me. I said, yeah, they prophesied to you. And they said that someday you'll be in front of millions of people. And I said, that is the truth. And I said, it's going to be more than that. God's going to give you a TV show and God's going to use your family and you're going to show the world grace. Bam, the power of God hit him in the pastor's lounge. He hit the floor and his boots went up. Somebody clap like God's powerful. Come on. Eight, eight seasons later, eight seasons later, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Now you listen to me. But when Dog made a mistake and he got on the phone and he was talking with his son and he said some racial things he shouldn't have said. Listen, everybody counted him out. He's finished and he pulled the plug on the show. Should have gotten in trouble. I was mad at myself. So his managers called me and they said, Larry King wants you to be on the show with Dog. Because why would a, why would a black minister stand behind a racist? I said, number one, he's not a racist. He just has a big mouth. But we're working on that. Come on, stick with me. So I went on Larry King's show twice and all these other shows talking about how good people can make bad choices. And, and during the break, I remember Larry King said to me, and me and Larry are friends, he said, he says, Story, you're the real deal. You're the real, it's easy to stand with somebody when they got it all together. He said, brother, you're the real deal. What's your point? What's your point, Mr. Story? See, just around the corner, Dog's life shifted into a sphere that is blowing him away. Four million dollars a year is what he brings in. That'll blow you away. Come on, somebody. And more. But he failed in the midst of that. But how many know God's bigger than your failure? Some of you have come around the corner. You said, but I missed it. Well, guess what? He does not treat you as your sins deserve. For as a father has pity on his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Clap your hands and shout like God's merciful. Come on, Louisiana. I'm trying to help somebody. Did I come to the right church?
Come on, did I come to the right church? Did I come to the right place? See, I don't, I don't often go to new churches anymore. I don't go to new churches. But the one minister said, you got to come here. I'm not even joking. You got to meet these people. These people are amazing. These pastors, you got And he called me like three times. Because you're so amazing. Do you know that one, one, one conversation like today and tomorrow could shift you forever? Hey. Someone's going to go, hey. Someone's going to shift shift every head bowed every eye closed there's many of you here today that say hey tim story i used to walk strong with god i walked away but today i'm coming back some of you say i've never become a christian but today i'm giving myself to christ i'm getting right with jesus if you're a backslidden christian or never become a christian don't put yourself down you came to church if you're a backslidden christian never become a Christian and you want to change today when I count to three you lift your hands and I'll include you in this prayer one, two, three lift it up high, look at all these people why? because we want to change everybody look up here now if you come to this church all the time and you just need to get one little thing settled that's not who I'm talking to but if you are a backslidden Christian or never become a Christian and you lifted your hand like at a big old Billy Graham crusade, you're going to walk to the front. And by that, you're going like this. Excuse me, pardon me. I'm going to get my life together. Excuse me, pardon me. Something big is about to happen. Excuse me, pardon me. God's got something big for me. If you lifted your hand, come to the front and give them a big clap. Come on. If you lifted your hand, come to the front. But come with energy. Give them a clap as they come. Come on, come with energy. Come on, keep on clapping. Hey! Come on, Louisiana, something's happening. Keep coming. Keep coming. Hey! Woo! Something's happening in Louisiana. It's not even in New Orleans. Keep on coming. Out of way. Shake my hand. You felt that, didn't you? Out of way. In the name of Jesus. Look at me. I'm, I'm proud of you people. Do you know why I'm still in the ministry? For people like you. I'm after the struggler. The up and outer struggler. The down and ugly struggler. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the minister to the struggler. I'm a comeback coach. And this is, this is going to be your day. Everybody that came forward bow your head close your eyes say dear God seriously I need your help say that's why I came up here say Jesus will you come into my life in a new and special way forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all wrongdoing say Jesus be the Lord of my life 
Just close your eyes. Look at that presence. That away, Jesus. Just minister to people. Thank you for healing people. Thank you for forgiving people. Whoo. Jesus' name. I'm going to ask my youth pastor because I like him. What's your first name? Jake. Hey, Jake, where do the people go? Is there a room? or How, how do you usually do it? No, but you don't have to, but how do you usually do it? Okay, or do they usually go back to their seats? Or Okay. Hey, guys, look at me, guys. We're going to do this thing, okay? I say this, you know, one of my guys is Gary Busey. How many of you have seen The Apprentice? And how many know Gary Busey needs more help from me? Come on, some. That's my real friend. He calls me about eight times a day. But I always say this, and Gary says it everywhere now. You may not be what you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. How many of us have all come a long way? Come on, clap your hands like we've come a long way. Come on. Come on, people. Yes. So, Jake, where do they go? Okay. See Jake there? Jake, wave your hand. Follow Jake. All you that came forward, they're going to just talk to you for a few minutes. Give them a big clap as they follow Jake. Come on. Keep on clapping them all the way out. Keep on clapping. Come on, celebrate. Hey, you in the red. I like you. Thanks for coming, man. Proud of you. Come on, clap. Hey, thanks for coming, man. Try to come. Can you come back tonight or Monday? All right, I'm proud of you. Clap your hands. Look at all these powerful men. Look at all these. Hey, somebody. What? Trying to help people. Look at all those people. See, this is my gift. My gift is to motivate people into the right place. Don't ask me to fix your refrigerator. I'll mess it up. Come on, people. I'm awful at certain things. Don't ask me to re-roof your house. But, man, I've given my life to study people and dreams and where they're at. I'm a machine in this area. Some wave your hands. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for using us. Lift your hands. Look at that peace. Look at that peace. Close your eyes. Look at that peace. Close your eyes, close your eyes. If I was you, I'd close your eyes. You may be seated. Let me just say one thing so you can try to get this. And number one, how many think that was an incredible altar call? Clap your hands. Look at me. You say... You say, why do you have people close their eyes sometimes? Listen, there's different dimensions of life. Most people snorkel through life. Like, let's say if you went to the Bahamas. Okay, Carl, we're going to go and we're going to get snorkels. Come on. And, oh, look at this. They got fish food. Look, then I'm going to sprinkle it. And then you get all excited because the fish came up to you. Whatever, they ain't dumb. <laughs> that's, that's most Christians. They snorkel. Look, they snorkel. I'm snorkeling, 
It was good. I didn't like everything. I wish he didn't name drop. I did like the name drop. I did like kind of like. He looked a little bit like Smokey Robinson. Mm -hmm. That's the snorkeler. That's the snorkeler. But some of us choose to scuba dive. To go from glory. You ain't, you ain't going to get too far like this in life. You get around the most genius people, the best directors, the great, the best writers. I was telling Pastor, a guy who would travel with me a lot is Steve Perry from Journey, one of the best voices. And he would point things out about music and he'd say, why is church music so outdated? And I said, because they're stuck. We're stuck in this little thing. He says, they're playing chords from 72. But it's not a put down. It's just, let me tell you something. Don't you want to go from glory? How many are you going to go there? Just wave your hand. Clap your hands like God's awesome. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. Now, 